Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Bob. And we're here um, for a special reason. We're on we're on video as well, so for those of yeah. you just listening to this, maybe shoot over to YouTube and also get the full thing, but I'll get into that as to why in a minute. But um, really quick, my $15 or more a month patrons, they are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin C.V., Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, and my newest patron, Sean Zoltek. Thank you all so much. Um, a lot of you from being there from the very beginning of um, my Patreon and for every single patron that I've gotten since the beginning. Um, because today uh, we're here for a special reason, I want to tell you that today is brought to you by Movie Bob Productions. Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Bob and helping him all those years. And um, if you can guess as to why we're here and we're both on video. One, it's because I miss my brother. We haven't seen each other since early March in yeah. person, for sakes and we record these things together but i never see him right. um so i thought this would be really cool to do number one and number two um it's because if you're listening to this and you're not a patron it's because i have hit one hundred thousand downloads yeah. on libsyn which for those of you that are crazy youtubers like like my brother and everybody else that has been doing this for a while might not seem like much but you know, I remember watching the first episodes of this come in and just one episode getting over a hundred was a big friggin' deal. Um, and I looked at uh, statistics because I'm a math guy and statistics say that, you know, if you take all the podcasts that are out there from your Kevin Smith's and your Joe Rogan <clears throat> and, and everyone else in the world um, and you average them out across everyone doing podcasts, if you're doing 150 to 200 a month on average, you're doing pretty damn good. Mm. Um and that's within 30 days on downloads. Yeah. And so uh, mine average out to, you know, total, um, you know, about 1500 downloads a piece after yeah. time, um, and two to 300 to 400 to 500 for the tangent. So thank you all for making me a tiny, tiny little success. And thank you, Bob, um, seriously wow. no for problem. setting me up with this. I've, and I mean it, um, I got a beer here. Cheers to you. I, even you. if you just have soda water or whatever cheers to you and cheers to the fans um because i wouldn't be here today with all this crazy shit i do without this podcast mm -hmm. which i thought was going to be a podcast for your show and you turned it into one for me which i think is really cool um but i wouldn't be doing the creating geeks podcast and Talkbuster and shooting the shit with chippa and hopped ones and my virtual bar band that just started and whatever else I come up with, because somehow I have a wife, two kids, a house, and I'm able to do this stuff and the master's degree and the full-time engineering job. And Oh God, I need to drink more. <laughs> um, also, since this is a celebration of you and me and our success, I want to remind people you can buy a shirt with our logo on it yeah. and all kinds of other stuff from Redbubble if you search for the Chippa. And yes. Bob has shirts you can buy for him that are hanging up behind me over here. Yeah. There and they are. Because I bought them because I like to support my brother. And mm -hmm. um, they're awesome and you can get more. And I'm in my basement, which he doesn't live in. You can see on video he's somewhere else other than me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, Chris. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I, I don't live in your basement. Okay, hold on. I'm going to throw this sock across my room, okay, and prove that I'm not in your basement because it's not going to hit you, okay? Okay, right? Here we go. Okay. See, yeah, nothing. no, no nothing, sock. Nothing. No sock. No sock. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't know where this got started. Isn't that poking a similar bear that we're not mentioning? Well, no, because uh, there's like, this is like, like, Here's the thing, like, on Game Over Thinker, like, we shot, like, an entire pretty bit, like, the final episode of that, most of that was shot, like, in your backyard and in yeah. your house. And like, the majority of the rest of the Game Over Thinker was shot at my apartment where I lived before this. Right, yeah. Like, so, and, so like, <laughs> like, people can see, like, you know, your backyard, it looks different now because you've, like, built a bunch of stuff there. We shot it while you were still building up the yard. So, like, yep. you've got a garden there now, and you've got the dock and such, and it looks much nicer now. But, like, you know, we shot that in, like, the fall, like, five years ago. You know, yes. when we had, like, when we had you and I playing, like, seven guys and fighting. So, like, people, and also, like, other parts of it have been shot in, like, my apartment. So people can see, like, on those two different shows that those are, like, two different spaces. 
So I don't know where this thing got started that, like, I live either in... It, well, the thing of it is, is because, like, I tweeted once that, like, uh, the, the, the windowsill where I stored uh, the empty soda cans because I... Well, that not soda... Well, can, soda-like cans that contain sparkling water because if I'm going to be drinking a bunch of sparkling water instead of soda, I'm at least going to get my deposit back. Right. Because Massachusetts has can deposit for recycling, and I'm going to get my nickel back and, you know, get uh, money. And so I have that, and it fell over at one point because it was windy, and the window wasn't properly insulated because it was a new apartment, and that's also fixed now. And uh, people have, like, to, like, share, like, hey, look, you know, like, uh, you're when I said... People will look for it because I, I don't have an Instagram. Well, I have an Instagram, but I don't use it because right. I'm almost 40. So the concept of like sharing my entire life in photographs is not something that I like was not a part of my life. So right. it's not something that was ever like a thing. So like there's only like maybe a couple dozen photos of me when you Google my name and most of them are photos of things that like broke around my house that I was complaining about. Yeah. So, so like people when I when I'm when they're when I say something that pisses them off on social media, go looking for my name or your name, and what they find are these things. So this becomes the thing that like forms my identity. Is of course. You know, like, oh, so instead of being able to say, oh yeah, you said something, it's like, you know, I'll say it's like, well, fuck you, dude, and then the comeback is, oh yeah, well, uh, uh, your house leaked once, and stuff like that. <laughs> Because the, the, the lesson people have learned from the internet is if you point out any random fact about someone, but, like, attach a Spongebob meme to it and, like, say it in a yeah kind of voice, it turns into an insult, you know? So it's, it's you, you know. know what? I get it. And it's crazy because, like, yeah, because we don't have Instagrams, I mean, I have one. I don't know if I've ever done anything with it. And we're not curating a perfect worldview like yeah, right. same thing with me. Like I'll take a shot of my room, you yeah. know, on, on Facebook with my kids playing yeah. and Oh no, I'm more interested in playing with my children in my house than keeping my house sparkling clean. Yeah, uh Oh, right. I must be a freaking Neanderthal like my brother <laughs> because they found <laughs> that same thing. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. But then like I've been, to your, yeah, but, but like I've been to your house when uh, like I've no help been to your house. I've cleaned your house Right. To like to like get ready for like when there's a formal occasion and uh you know lord be to either one of us if your wife sees something out of place. Right. No, and, and here's yeah. the deal also like this is the house our grandparents lived in. So yeah. we there there comes with a little bit of like ownership of it. You know <laughs> that? And like I've got, you know, all of the original chairs from the original yeah, right. tables yeah. that were bought in at a state sale in the 50s from yeah. the dining room table and they're all fucking broken yeah, because right. our granddad super glued them back together over all those years. <laughs> yeah. You should explain. Yeah. You should mention to people for, for people in this audience. And, no, no, no. Yeah. And I just, I just like, and, and I've heard the same thing of, well, look, look at those, you know, chumpy rednecks with their folding chairs around the dinner table. And I go, number one, shut up. And number two, <laughs> I want to have my family for dinner. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And this is, and this is, well, and this is like, bull, and, but it's like, that's social media bullshit. Who cares? It's like Facebook shit, whatever. But you I know, just think it's hilarious. Dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb shit. And well, you know, well, being, being a guy yeah. that runs a dad group, you know, for yeah. fathers, yeah. one of the biggest things we deal with, with new parents is people that can't help but fucking shame one another. Yeah, for right. how they're doing as a parent and everything else. And it's just like people try to share something showing joy. And instead yeah, right. someone yeah. looks, well, that thing's out of place. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it, well, it's dumb. And it's, and the thing of it is, is that like, because this wasn't a thing like, like the, the, the constant view of people like it, like it used to be when you and, and again, this is because, like, I'm a little older than you, but I feel like you, by the time you were in high school, everyone had had Facebook for, like, two years, right? No. I didn't have Facebook till my senior year of college. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, like, so we both remember, like, the world before this. But, like, I remember, 
for whatever reason, I remember just listening in on mom and dad, like just talking about like other grown up shit. Yeah. You know, of, of just, uh, of the way things were. My recollection of the early adult world pre everyone's life being online was that when, when people decided to have children and they weren't themselves very old, you know, like when people had kids in their early 30s or late 20s, you basically just out unless you went to their home and, and unless, unless you were in their friend group that regularly went to their home. If you were just their work friends or their casual acquaintances, you stopped hearing from them for four years at least. Yeah. And then you went to their house and there, and after four years, and after four years, their house now looked completely different, but still clean. Because you did not go there during the four years that their house was a nuclear a, fallout zone, yeah, a, a, a small animal enclosure. Yes. You know, where there were two small monkeys running around the beat, because that's what a home children looks like unless yeah. you've got like live in nannies or something because one person can't keep you know stuff in order all the time when someone else is working when yes, there's absolutely <laughs> you know so that's i remember you know like uh when we were when we were young kids you know our living room and you know any room that wasn't our parents bedroom looked like a disaster absolutely yeah so, you know, and so whatever, you know, and, but now the thing is, because it's like, you know, everyone overshares on Facebook or whatnot. Now this thing that used to be something that people knew, but like, you know, it just wasn't like a public thing. Now everyone thing. is aware. Yeah. Everyone is aware that everyone's home, that everyone who has kids, you know, has, you know, just like, you know, toys all around all the time. And whatnot. oh yeah. And that's just a thing. That's just a thing. And whatever, fine. You know, who cares? Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. No, so, I just find it funny. Yeah, and so, but that's the thing, you know, and that's, but like that, because but the thing is, that can come up like for anything. It's, it's like, what's, what's like, uh, I feel like this was like a joke. And what was the, the Vince Vaughn movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston? Oh, oh shit. This, the breakup. Like, yeah, yeah, right. This was like the, the last time that someone thought, hey, Vince Vaughn might be something. And then he wasn't. Yeah, ooh. yeah, uh, the breakup, right? Yeah, yeah, the breakup. Yeah, remember when he's trying to insult like the new boyfriend that she's with, and all he can come up with is that he has his shirt tucked in, so he yep. keeps repeating. So you're just here with with the shirt tucker, with the tuck shirt guy. Like it's not, it's it's the only defining feature that he can find. That's basically what the internet is. With really trying to like find shit to give people a hard time about is you know it's like oh so you're with like the 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 hat haver. You're a hat haver. Yeah, like because that's it's just what people do, you know. So it's like I I try not to to sweat that kind of shit. You Same know, here. I just I just yeah. thought it would be a fun way to to go into this is an episode of the tangent, and I wrote some things down because despite the entire world being locked on on lockdown, yeah. and despite us not having seen each other for now, exactly. got a week or a week or two after our live show at yeah um, at a uh, Pax East which still one of the freaking coolest things ever. Awesome. I'm so happy we did that. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, but things have happened. So, you know, like what happens with the show, um, you know, uh, we usually have someone that's died because that sadly happens. So Fred Willard, uh, rest in peace yeah. from the Chipman Brothers tangent. That peace. was, I didn't realize he was 86. It seemed like yeah, he yeah. aged his last, it seemed like he aged 15 years in the last four. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause he just always looked the same. I mean, I, I think yeah, back yeah. to like, how long ago was best in show 17 years? Yeah. Yeah. And in best in show, he looked 30 years younger than he, he does in pictures yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't ever remember him being young is the thing. No, he had a Burgess Meredith thing going on. Yeah. Um, him and, uh, Eugene Levy for some reason have always just yeah. seemed to be the same age. Yeah. Um, but no, Fred Willard. I mean, we to to list the three hundred and thirty something IMDb credits he has oh, oh, yeah. would be too much. But Every, I guess he has he has things coming up on the Space Force show, which is yes, coming he's up on Space Force and uh, a few other things. 
but um, you know, go, go watch movies with Fred Willard. Um, yeah. it's hard to throw a rock to find them. Hell, wasn't he even in Wally? Wasn't yeah, he like the, the Pixar's only human? Yes, like yes. he was the he's president, the, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, he's the president. Of the, he plays the president of the United States. No, there's there's a couple humans in Wally, but he's the only one that that is in live act that that moves because the yeah. rest of the photos because the 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 conceit is that they show the 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 humans evolving into Pixar people. And I thought that was yeah that was cool. that move that movie is getting that movie like um, Idiocracy yeah. is aging is aging into a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, for a minute there, it kind of looked like Idiocracy was going to be a movie that was like, wow, you know, it's a, it's a good thing none of that happened. You know what the thing is though is that Idiocracy has like it's it's turned out to be too optimistic because like in Idiocracy, like everything breaks down, but also it like it's no one's fault, right? Like like, like the bad guy in Idiocracy is, you know, capitalism. Like people miss this because people look at idiocracy and it's like, oh, you know, this is mean spirit, and it is a little mean spirit at the beginning of it. The problem with idiocracy is that nothing is as funny as the joke at the beginning, and the joke at the beginning is a little bit mean spirited, and it it can't quite over, it never quite can overtake the more subtle joke throughout the rest of the movie, which is, look, all of this stuff broke because they they put capitalism on autopilot, and everyone got dumber. And now no one can revert like the the whole thing where the the like the the the, the everyone is is starving because they forgot what to feed plants. Right. You know, like that's the main thing is that they've been feeding because they the company that want that you know they sold too many sports drinks to people. So then the so then like the automation just said, okay, start telling them that uh, the sports drink is what plants want to drink, and that didn't work, and then all the plants died. So then he's. He tries to explain to them that, that this isn't how it works. And then the narration just says, and then, then she, he gave up and told them he could talk to plants and they listened. Oh, I love idiocracy. But, it's but, so but, hard to watch. But the, the thing of it is, is that like the people in idiocracy are actually not like the eventual reveal is that they're not bad. You know, they're, they're, they're doing a few bad things, but they're not actively trying to destroy one another and self-sabotage like as like they they have a test running and when he passes the test that says he's smarter than everyone else everyone from the president on down immediately goes oh you're the smartest guy on earth great here's power fix everything like here's they power yeah like they immediately say oh you're the smartest guy on earth good here's here's like please fix everything and then he says oh okay i'm like they like we are in such a worse situation than the people in idiocracy because, like, we have actual smart people and we're not, like, we wouldn't do that. The people in idiocracy are actually smarter than us because, like, the actual, like, smart people are going on TV and saying, hey, here's the very simple things you need to do to not die and our leadership is going, that's fake news. It's a hoax, Bob. It's a hoax. Yeah, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax, but not only yeah. is it a hoax three months ago, but they've done the very, very, very best of anyone in the world to stop it now, and it would be 20 or 30 times worse had they not done what they did. Yes, yes. So had you not called it a hoax, we'd be in a worse situation. Mm. That's weird. A anyway, so that sucks, but to get people <laughs> out of out of the shitty world we live in that we somehow got to from Fred Willard, so sorry, yeah. Fred. Uh -huh. Um Hey, <laughs> other things that could be taken as terrible news or good news, depending on how you put it. So some version of Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> from, from two people in the room that have done way too much thinking on that. And I, unfortunately, finally put myself through Justice League. Oh, you watched Justice League. Well, okay. I watched it in preparation for our episode of Film Rescue that I was unable to attend. Right, yeah. Um. So it's... I mean, in comparison to Batman versus Superman, Justice yeah. League is fine. <laughs> I I mean, it it's not good, but I mean, like, Blade Three is worse. Yeah. Uh, um, X Men Origins Wolverine is worse. Yeah. Um, you know, I found it entertaining. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh... it's not good, but it's not yeah. like 
It's not offensive. Um, again, I know that you, you and I have gone down saying this a thousand times and yeah. I don't want to get this. This in no way is meant to be any sort of shit posting and dunking on Zack Snyder. Right. Yeah. Because no. I think, I think you and I have both publicly said the majority of the things this guy has done are good. Yeah, um, I and, so. and I really do believe that. And I think Man of Steel, there's a good movie in there that Some, the script, yeah. the script and something else just wasn't there. But yeah. at least that movie had a vision to it and was interesting. Yeah. Batman versus Superman is a mess, but that's a mess on every level. So it's not yeah. just him. But what I don't understand. Yeah. And again, none of this is on Zach. This is on the, the contingent of. Well, I think and some of some of it's funny. Well, yeah, it, he does he does get kind of dude broy about the rah rawness about it. But what I'm saying is, if there's anyone out there that genuinely really likes Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and doesn't like it just to dunk on other people, yeah. which those those people exist. Yeah, there's no reason why you shouldn't want to see the director that you like get to finish his story. Absolutely. But, but where does this come from? I don't know where the idea, and I know we've talked about this before, that it was somehow taken from him. Well, the man, the man, and again, I just don't get it. So the, the man had a tragedy, a, yeah. a terrible, terrible tragedy, and had to step away from making a film. Now, could the production company have maybe said, cool, we'll wait for you to come back? Sure. So if that's what people are mad at, sweet. You know, be angry at that. But why is... And again, there's so many other ways you can vilify um, Joss Whedon in recent times. It doesn't exactly. have to be for this movie. Um, you know, but where is it that he's the bad guy in this particular situation? I just don't get it. And well, this whole contingent of people that are virulently like now, I mean, OK, I guess it comes from the same vitriol that came from like the last Jedi. It's the people yeah. that either. And again, this is twofold for me. Mm -hmm. They love the last Jedi. Therefore force awakens has to suck. Right. I don't get that because I think they're both really good movies. They hated the rise of Skywalker and therefore the last Jedi is the best thing ever. And we have to screw Disney, even though they made both those movies or the rise of Skywalker redacted and redid everything that I loved about the last Jedi. So I hate the rise of it. Why does why do we have to pit things against each other? I just don't get how we got here with this. Well, because it's oh, so much of this is like responding to fan stuff. Uh, the Star Wars thing is is a different case because so much of that because so much of the Rise of Skywalker really did, and I think some of it was. I don't think all of it was, but I think some of it clearly was. Some people in like the executives stuff at, at Disney course. looking at the reaction to. Uh, the Last Jedi and saying, okay, we, we need to, clearly we pissed off some of the people that are going, that we're counting on to buy millions of dollars of Star Wars shit, so we need to, like, you know, massage that a little bit, which is a mistake, because now no, you... a huge mistake. No, the, that movie was that movie was a mistake and a mess. I still enjoy it, but it was yeah, a mistake and a mess. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to Justice League, I think that, well, I think they made mistakes in general. I think Batman v Superman... Like, I know there are people that genuinely like that movie. I don't understand why. I just think it's a bad movie. But, like, there are... But there are people that genuinely just, yeah. just love everything right. about it. And now, I... the, the problem with that is, is that not only did they make that movie, is that they made that and thought that they'd made a billion-dollar hit movie. Like, the studio was all about that movie. They thought that was a huge hit. And they told Zack Snyder, wow. Like, he pitched it, and they said... Like, the timeline on this is... He pit is they had Man of Steel. Man of Steel worked out okay, box office wise worked out okay. Critics went eh, whatever, but like box office wise, they had a hit. They wanted, I I genuinely believe what the studio wanted with like the first plans that they had, especially when they especially when they like when they went directly from that and said okay, now in the next one we're gonna do Batman, we're gonna do Superman, and he's gonna fight Batman, and Batman is gonna be old and cranky. I really do think that what they wanted was they wanted Christopher Nolan to stay on producing and they wanted Christian Bale to come back and they wanted it to be the Batman from the Dark Knight and do all of that. And I think when that didn't happen, that they that when Christopher Nolan said, yeah, guys, I just I'm not going to do that. Whatever. Yeah, I obviously didn't want to make this third one. Can't you tell? 
Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever didn't happen there, and who know, and who knows? But uh, they basically gave the whole thing to Zack Snyder and said, "Go and uh, and he said, "Okay, I've got a pitch. I've got not only this. Here's my bet. Here's my pitch." And his pitch was, and this is known, is he said, "Okay." I'm going to give you, you can do whatever you want with the solo movies and make them take place at different time periods. But uh, what I want to do is a five movie arc. I, I've done Man of Steel and the next one's Batman v Superman and then three Justice League movies, one, two, three, all the way through. And it's going to be Justice League. And because Batman, I'm going to do Batman, Batman v Superman, Superman's going to die at the end of that one. And you're going to get your Death of Superman movie and we'll have Doomsday. And Warner Brothers went, oh, good, because we've been trying to do Death of Superman forever because we think that's a great storyline. Everyone will go, whoa, holy shit. And then Justice League will be, okay, shit, Superman's dead. Now there's aliens. We need to make a team. Hey, great story. Cool. And then Superman will come back and then we'll do Justice League Part 2. And that'll have a downer ending because, and then everyone in Hollywood, of course, goes, because Empire Strikes Back. Yes, the second one's always the downer ending, of course, because that's what everyone thinks you have to do for your part two. And then the third one would have been a whole movie built in that uh, nightmare business from Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been them versus Darkseid, and it would have been all dark and epic. And it basically would have been like Infinity War before Infinity War. Right. would have, or Endgame before any, and that would have been their five movies, and, and that would. And I gotta say, yeah. you know, you and me both, notwithstanding, yeah, early shit from Batman versus Superman looks, looks cool. fucking awesome. Cool, and yeah. there's there's individual sizzle shots from that yeah. movie yeah. that are fucking great. His yeah, his yeah. treatment his treatment of Batman when he's Batman, yeah, not when cool. he's. Not when he's training to be Batman, but when he's yeah, Batman, yeah. is fucking awesome. Someone putting to film Batman moving like the Batman from the Arkham Asylum games yeah, is yeah, really fucking cool. Yeah, he um, knows aesthetic. He does. It's just that script. And, and Justice League had the same problem. Mm-hmm. And even even the, I don't know. It, it just it. Well, it, what, it upsets me. It upsets me. From just from being a fan of something. And again, I'm, am I happy for? It, to me, Zack Snyder can be two ways about this. It can either be I had a vision and I'm super jazzed to be back to get to finish my thing. Which, yeah. if that's 100% how he's taking it, sweet deal, dude. More power to you. But to me, early shit we were getting after he you know, came back from the deep dark hole that life threw him into yeah. was, hey, I'm going to go off and do some more stuff and heal and, and get better. So he had other projects. So yeah. to me... This is pandering to people that wrote a narrative about you. Yeah, I'm and, not sure what this is. And I don't know how much is what, but he's being super positive about it. Yeah. Good on him. It's going to help sell HBO Max, so good on them. I mean, this is all about making money. Yeah, but I, don't, I just, it's this whole, like, there's nothing offensive to me about the Justice League movie. But I guess if you love Batman versus Superman then that movie is really jokey and silly. But like I've talked to like Eric Vespi, yeah. um, Quint for me at cool. And other yeah. people that were on the set with Zach when he was making the movie and said, he was already giving into kind of stepping away from yeah. the darkness and the edge Lordy stuff. Yeah, right. So a lot of those jokes that ended up in the, you know, shitty version of the movie that everyone's right, complaining yeah. about were Zach's things. Yeah. Right. Not, not to put that on him, just, right. He no, was already trying to take they, it in that direction. They didn't hire Joss Whedon to make a to make it into a Joss Whedon movie. They hired Joss Whedon because he was the guy they could find who was a friend of Zack Snyder, who worked well with Warner Brothers, who had already made pretty much this movie and knew how to finish one. Right, and I mean, yeah. as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, it, aside from the weird shit that came out around the same time of Joss Whedon having some kind of shady, shitty stuff going on with himself throughout yeah. the years. Is there any bad blood with him and Snyder? No. Right. So there's, that's there's what I mean. Anything, it's not anything like that. No, the the stuff that happened that kind of like soured his working relationship with the studio a bit, with or certain people in the studio supposedly on Justice League was... Batman v Superman comes out like like they finished Batman v Superman. He took his cut to them, the director's cut, and Warner Brothers said, "Okay, this is too long for theaters, but also 
holy shit, oh my God, we love it. We're going to make a billion dollars. This is our Avengers killer. Like Warner Brothers was, and I, I was talking to people who were like writing for a variety, writing for, like, I, I can't say I'm... No, of I'm course, not, of course. I'm not going to give you names, but I mean other directors, other film. Now, I was also hearing from people who had seen it and said, this is, and they had said, this is going to land like a brick. People are going to hate it. But other people had said, the studio thinks that they have a gigantic hit on their hands because they've shown it to like people who make side like uh, statues and stuff and you know like CBR people and whatnot who are telling them oh my god this is what everyone has always wanted to see this is like you know Dark Knight Returns and live action and that this is going to make a trillion dollars and it's garbage and it's going to be a disaster and it was it came out and people went the hell did you do um, people outside of the relatively like then cloistered DC unit that had been putting the movie together saw it like the, the marketing people finally got to look at it to make like the, the figures and set, like the people that were then going to have to turn around and sell more than the rushes to make the figures and stuff. Got to look at it at like veterans at Warner brothers started to, to use the, uh, you know, to bring up Batman Returns, and oh, no. it's like you guys did this to us again. <laughs> you know, you 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 did this to us again. Which I mean, I like Batman Returns, but like that's notorious at Warner Brothers for you know you told Tim Burton to go off and do whatever he wanted, and you didn't check him, and then you came back and expected us to sell McDonald's Happy Meals to a movie where which is much too violent for what we were selling it as, and also like a lot like. A lot of this movie is, you know, uh, a BDSM love story with a BDSM you know, love story with child neglect yeah, and yeah. all this ho- and 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 like odd mutated people that yeah, fight PA. It was it was a I love it to death. It's so it's fucking crazy. weird. There's, there's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of like kinky sex and violence in Batman Returns, dude. And how old was I when it, that was ninety two? Yeah, you were like I was like eight. eight. Yeah. I was eight. Yeah, you were eight. <laughs> that was not a week for eight-year-olds. But uh, oh, I loved it though. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But, uh, but yeah, so so uh, Batman v Superman comes out, and the critics react, to, and and the critics just set it on fire, and it has like the biggest like one-day drop at the box office in history because everyone goes home and tells everyone it's terrible, and so they've already moved on. They've already shot a bunch of Wonder Woman. Too, fortunately, that's good, but it's too late. They've, they're already in pre-production on Justice League, and they cut the order on Justice League from the first one. They've already decided we're not doing three of these. For whatever reason, Cooler Heads already prevailed, and they'd already said, no, do this as two movies. And then immediately decided, okay, we probably don't want our next decade of movies to be like this, so... Zach, you're not in charge of the DC universe anymore. So finish up Justice League. Get get your script for the for these two movies. Mush this into one movie. So basically, drop all the stuff that's going to set up the the post apocalyptic battle on apocalypse thing. Just do the one movie where they're fighting the alien invasion and leave a, leave some stuff open for basically have them fight the one bad guy. Let Darkseid show up in the end and go booga booga booga. And then, and then we'll figure out what's going on. Have Superman come, like, bring Superman back to life somehow, which was supposed to be like a payoff for the end of the movie, and then lead into the next one. You know, like, just figure that out somewhere in the movie. Uh, you know, maybe we're already shooting Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Get that happen. You know, we'll make those happen. And uh, you know, maybe Flash and Cyborg will get their movies. Just. Just get this done, and then we'll see what's going on. So already there's a little bit of fatigue setting in. Then the, you know, you know they and he, amenable to this, says, okay, we'll lighten this up, we'll get this up, we'll, we'll change this up, we'll go forward, we'll go forward. And it just stops working out. More unfortunate things happen. He departs the production with most of the movie, you know, shot, but not assembled at all. Um, there's... At last count, there were four or five. I just did an episode about this, which is why this all in my head. There were right. four. Uh, there were four or five different, more or less finished scenes in order. This is my story for the movie version of his movie. 
that were comprised the Snyder Cut. You know, that were just, here's my story, this is all the scenes and characters, this is the movie. And then there's a five-hour assembly cut, which is just, here's everything we shot all at once. Uh, none of them are finished. None of them have final music, final shots, final color keying. Uh, Warner Brothers deemed all of that unreleasable. Um, Whedon came in and shot basically new Superman footage because they didn't like any of the Superman comeback stuff and they made new versions of that. Pretty much other than like the scene where he fights all like where he fights the whole Justice League, they used all that footage. Yeah. But uh, but like all of the stuff which is weird because like all of the stuff with that is sort of the dumbest stuff in the movie because like it was supposed to be all of this all of this, you know, we have to do all of the steps to get it back and will it work? And he was supposed to come back and be like, you know, bad and like really set up a whole bunch of stuff. Like they used, I think they had him in the black and silver suit at one point. Um, and then that didn't like happen. So instead, like it's, it's all very kind of like small and anticlimactic for where they just sort of decide it's like, man, we're not good enough for this. Um, is there like a chance that we can maybe raise the dead? It's just kind of like a one of random, like one of, like, okay, all right, well, can we, can we maybe bring Superman back from the dead? Like it's, it, it, it's kind of thrown out there as like a weird maybe, and then cut to just two random members of the Justice League just with regular ass shovels digging him up. Right. And then just like, yeah, maybe, can the mother box do this? I don't know. Can the magic box that does whatever we think, like they're, like they had to cut out what the mother boxes actually do because they weren't going to make any more movies that like a step. Oh, oh, Suicide Squad also got changed around completely. Like uh, yes. the the thing in Suicide Squad, this is also why that movie doesn't doesn't really well. That there's a lot of reasons why Suicide Squad doesn't work. But like Suicide Squad has this completely random generic villain, and also one of the squad turns evil for no reason and becomes the main villain. Steppenwolf from Justice League was supposed to be the villain in Suicide Squad and set up Justice League and explain all of the mother box bullshit that comes up in there. And he, and then Joker was supposed to show up at the end of, of that and like be like working with Steppenwolf. And that was like, that was Suicide Squad. And that's why all of that stuff doesn't make sense. And yep. like, yeah, like all, like all the stuff where, where, uh, where like in the, in the comics, the mother boxes are just called that because they're called that. But uh, in the movies, it was supposed to be that, like, Steppen the remains of Steppenwolf's actual mother are in the mother boxes. That's why he calls them mother. And so, like, all of this was supposed to be explained, and then Steppenwolf was supposed to get, like, beaten, and then Darkseid himself, who would have been in those prologue scenes fighting the Amazons and the Green Lanterns and the Atlanteans. This is also why there's so much backstory in Aquaman, because that was supposed to be in Justice League as well. Um, like all of all that. but Aquaman handles it great. Aquaman's just like, all right, take this speed and come along with us. It's gonna yeah, be yeah. fine. Just hold on. We yeah. we got this. Yeah. So a bunch of that was supposed to be in there, and we were gonna get all that, and then there was gonna be all this stuff about no, there's this guy named Dark Side, he's really bad. You don't you don't want to deal with him. We need to do all of this stuff to make sure there's no dark side. Dark side is really bad, and then we're gonna beat Steppenwolf and then go, Oh, good, good, no dark side. And then he was gonna be there at the end and be it's like Dark side, and then like it's like, oh, guess we're gonna have to do another one of these and go fight Dark Side, because he's Dark Side. You know he's bad. His name is Dark Side. Just look, we're sorry. We know he's exactly like Thanos, and the other guys already did that. But technically, this was first. So look, he's he's called a new god. His planet's called Apocalypse. Isn't that cool? I, I do like you know. It, it is cool to see like if. And again, does this mean a whole bunch of stuff for so many other things? Yeah. I, I'm just happy if, if Zach is genuinely happy about it, then I'm happy he gets to make his movie. And if it makes some people genuinely happy, I'm happy. Yeah. It is cool to see, you know, like the guy who played Apocalypse and the mocap stuff come out and go, hey, by the way, I can finally say that I found right. scenes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, that's cool. cool and yeah. I, I did like the David Ayer, James Gunn thing that came out over the last few days where David Ayer said, hey, if people want me to do an Ayer cut of, you know, Suicide Squad, I'll do it. And I give James Gunn credit because he's making the sequel to Suicide Squad that's basically redacting. He goes, eh, let him. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not like anyone cares. You know? No, it's like, but, yeah. Um, it's just interesting, yeah. especially seeing, you know, Wonder Woman, which is... 95% an amazing movie with a teeny tiny bit 
of the badness of Batman versus Superman left in and bookends with it. Yeah. And a little bit of stuff with the villain being a little too, meh. but I still love the movie. And, um, Aquaman just being a freaking acid trip of a good yeah. time. I, I don't, again, just as much as like, I could see somebody going with Batman versus Superman. Oh God, what have you done? I can also see the studio doing that with Aquaman, but me going, yay, look what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just, it's just I, so weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that, uh, I'm, I'm glad Aquaman worked out because I can, re I really can see like everyone at the studio who was so sure that Batman v Superman was going to make them a billion, like, you know, sitting there shell shocked and like out of money and sitting there watching like the, 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 the finale of the nearly three hour Aquaman movie at the end with all of the dolphins and crab people shooting yeah. lasers at each other, looking at this and going, Oh God, how, how much did we spend on this? Also, Saban should have been watching that and going, oh, we should have had him do the fucking power. Yeah, we really should. They really should have. They really because that's what he yeah. made. Yeah, they. they yeah, I mean, Aqu look Aqu at the Aqu Black Manta. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a thing, and I hope that they get it all back on record. I th like a lot of people now are, are hoping that like, oh yeah, they'll they'll release uh, the the Snyder cut of uh, or Zack Snyder's Justice League, which they're now calling it. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm glad they at least called it that and didn't call it the yeah. Snyder Cut. And everyone will know it's good, and you know they'll they'll have to start this again. No, they're not. The actors aren't coming back. They're going to do some like ADR. They're not. They're not going to keep this going. They like Ben Affleck is already done. He's not coming back. You know, Henry Cable is having much more fun on Netflix. This is oh god, yeah. No, Witcher is going to be a wonderful thing for him and yeah, a whole bunch is, of other stuff. Yeah, this is all. This is all another thing. So I don't think that they're going to do this. I like. I wonder if they'll throw some kind of coda in there that says it's like, "Hey, this was a tangent universe," like they did with like Crisis, where they they had which Ezra was so much fun. They, I haven't they, watched it all yet. But it's so much fun. It's clever. They they had Ezra Miller like do a, a, a like a drop in cameo on the Crisis thing. They just say it's like, "Hey, this also exists." They should so, have John Cryer come in as Lex Luthor <laughs> visiting other Lex Luthor in prison and just kind of looking at each other. Yeah, so I guess he so I guess he'll have uh his original scenes will be back in. Um because th those were there. Uh Willem Dafoe's original scenes will probably go back in because he was supposed to be in Justice League as well. Uh Amber Heard was supposed to have more scenes. There was an actor playing uh, the Adam that was supposed to be in more. There was supposed to be more stuff with those flashbacks with the uh, the CGI Green Lantern guys, more stuff with the Atlanteans, more stuff with the Amazons, more scenes with uh, Robin Wright's character still being around back in uh, time from uh, Wonder Woman, uh, probably more stuff with Lois Lane. Uh, I think uh, Joe Morton, uh, the guy playing Cyborg's dad, was supposed to have more scenes. Yep. And uh, I think... Oh, and uh, Harry Lennox's character was supposed to be uh, the the general guy from uh, uh, from uh, Man of Steel was supposed to show up, and uh, somewhere in there he was supposed to reveal that he's been the Martian Manhunter this whole time. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not sure if he was going to do anything, but they were going to say it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I've I've also been here. This is another thing that didn't come up before that probably should have. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean. I guess what it really comes down to then is just if 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 this makes people happy, awesome. I don't really want to see this be a new precedent. I mean, this comes with like the Sonic thing. It's like I hope it's something yeah. cute that'll make some people happy because yeah. you know the Sonic thing made a lot of people happy. So good on them. Yeah. It did terrible things for the studio that had to do the animation. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with cats and all that other stuff. But I, I guess I guess when you're a user of a product having some say and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, color me intrigued by this because yeah, after seeing justice league, I'd like to see if yeah. there's something to be garnered from this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I did watch the extended cut of Batman versus Superman and it's a lot more of something I don't like, but <laughs> it was, but it was more fleshed out. I mean, it yeah. had, it actually had an arc to it and it wasn't just the same tone running really, really quickly through nothing like the movie yeah. that they had there before. Um, it was just a mess. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I guess I'm happy that they got, I'm happy somebody that this will actually make happy that isn't just going to use it as a reason to shit on people, get something they might enjoy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, it's, I mean, we're going to have to wait on all of these other things. So, you know, so, something's coming out, I guess. But that's like in I, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm much more interested in like Wonder Woman 2. And, Me uh, too. And- Wonder Woman 2 has just looked like, hey, what if we just let the people that were making Aquaman fully make a Wonder Woman movie? And I guess, um, oh, directors are losing my brain now. The wonderful I, director I, of Wonder Woman. What? Patty, Patty Jenkins has yeah. like full creative control over it, and all that yeah. just sounds awesome. So yeah. it's just great. Yeah, um, um, I want to see it. Now check out. Th- this is another thing that we don't yeah. have to spend a ton of time on, but to move away from negative parts of the internet yeah. to something weird, yeah. I haven't watched the Tenet trailer yet, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know why. I mean, I've seen the other Tenet trailers, but I haven't yeah. seen the big one. You know, I'm as much as people with Nolan in their Twitter handles shit on you and I a lot for some reason. <laughs> I I really like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um and there's only really one Christopher Nolan movie I really don't like and then there's also Interstellar which was a mess but I like it. But yeah. I really don't like that third Batman movie. Mm. But the, it's just here and there. I mean there's a lot of good things in it. It just yeah. But anyway, um Tenet released its trailer in Fortnite? Yeah. Does I mean I mean, cool. I guess that's a cool way to do. But why a Christopher Nolan movie? Fortnite's big, man. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Fortnite is huge. People love it. I, I, I it's, like. It, it's because there aren't uh, like big sporting events right now, so that's like the biggest like mass. There it is. Done. I thing. couldn't. I couldn't connect it esports. Of course, you can't, you can't run it on. Uh, you can't run it on like uh, the NBA on like the finals or something. So you run right. It and you can't and you can't put it in between DraftKings commercials. Right. No, yeah. I, I get it. Okay, sure. that makes sense. So I mean, this uh, this will be the not see parties segment. How does it look? Looks good. Looks good. Looks cool. It, it looks. I think I've got. Like, I still don't know exactly what it's about, but I think I've got like. Oh, uh, okay. All right. This is what we're doing. Okay. So well, it, it looked. It looks very. I I can see why people think it might be like the. I can see why people think that it's Inception two or like a like a same universe sequel to Inception. I don't know if it is. Well, he it, has modes, right? Yeah. Like Chris Nolan, you know, for example, right? Yeah. Had had before I saw the Prestige, right? Yeah. I would have told you that. Okay, this is him in. Um, this is him in that really, really cool movie. That's the only movie I think he made that he didn't write because it was a remake. Um, that awesome movie he did with Pacino. Insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah. It's like that's him in insomnia mode. Okay, this is him doing like an an Oscar Beatty more light thing with a lot of big actors. I saw it and it's in a class all of its own. Nolan yeah. has yet to do the prestige again. Yeah, yeah. Because insomnia is more in the um the vein of an interstellar or, yeah. uh, or, or, but, but then you got Dunkirk, which is kind of moving towards, but Tenet and Inception definitely seem in the same Nolan vein, which is more the memento and following vein of, mm-hmm. okay, no, this is me operating on my, like, like Dunkirk went here because he played with your vision of how visuals and time and playing with scene structure and everything can be used to tell a story differently and I loved that about it. Yeah. Dun- Dunkirk is an exercise of a movie, but I love it. Um, so I just don't know, is Tenet going to be more the experimental Nolan, which is what the trailer is selling me, or is it going to be the more, fo- like, the prestige to me works on an experimental and story and emotional level that no yeah. other movie he's made does. It looks more the, like Inception. It looks yeah, more And, it, and, it and it the looks- Dark Knight. The Dark Knight also leans towards that prestige because they evoke an emotion out of the performance of Heath Ledger, which gives a whole heart to that movie. But it'll just be interesting to see because, I mean, like we've talked about Interstellar before, they weren't writing that movie for them to direct. And so it it it's like wearing your heart on your sleeve we don't know how to direct an emotional story sorry it, it um, looks more, yeah it looks more like inception in that it looks like inception. you know it, it it looks like you know it it looks like it's a spy movie with you know guys in cool suits you know like brooks brothers suits doing uh you know gunfights and car chases but with some kind of science fiction e conceit that is realized through a like not 
overstated but not understated bit of editing trickery, which is in the first trailer, but at least in the second trailer, they explain, okay, this seems to be what we're doing. Like, you can see it's like, oh, wait, wait, did a weird, that looks like a weird thing just happened. And then in this, it's like, okay, all right, now they explained what the weird thing that I think I just saw was. So, cool. okay, all right, so it's all right. It's like in the first and seventh, you're like, wait, what are they doing? And then in the longer trailer reception, they're like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. All right. Yeah, the, still, the but, first but trailers with the with the bending floors and the city full. It's like, what the fuck am I gonna watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a little bit like it, it looks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. So I'm, cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling it. It looks, uh, it looks good. And you know, and we'll see when that comes out because they keep saying, yep, this will be out whenever he thinks he can get it into IMAX theaters. So well, whenever. right? Isn't July still what they're sticking to, which is scary to me. Well, they yeah, they well they keep saying that uh, whenever they'll get it into theaters. I feel like it's going to be whenever they can get it on the movie screens in New York and LA. I think right. And that'll be when stuff starts to open in general. I feel like as as much as I'm mo more in favor of keeping things closed as long as needs to be for safe, I think that the hard date that you're running up against is the same thing as in California where they, they kind of looked at it and said for L.A. County, we're just going to pick a totally random day out of our hat here. We, we think we can probably get it done by, oh, July 4th, which is basically conceding we know we can't keep everyone inside on July well, 4th. It's 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 the purge mentality, right? If yeah. we don't let people out on July 4th, they're going to do it anyway. And yeah. do we want July 4th to be in protest or in celebration? Exactly. That's yeah. July so, yeah. 4th shouldn't yeah. be a protest. Like that's if not protest, do we want to let them out and have there be nowhere for them to actually go to? Uh-huh. So, so it's I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of like pressure to get as many safe places for people to like filter into on July around the 4th of July as possible. So we'll see. Right. All right. Now I want to end this on, on a happy note because yes. I'm having a joy gasm over here. Yeah. So a couple months ago, it was noted that Scott Derrickson and his yeah. frequent partner, C Robert Cardgill, um, Mass and Worm from Ain't It Cool News, who's yeah. written, I think, all of his movies. Most of them, yeah. Complete with Doctor Strange. Dropped out of Doctor Strange 2 over yes. creative differences with Marvel, which was yeah. a big bummer. But then we find out Sam Raimi's making it. Yay! Yeah. And it turns out Scott Derrickson dropped out of that and into the Labyrinth sequel. Yeah! <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. Yes. I don't even need to know what it is. This is just exactly. such exciting news. This was as excited as I was when I found out they were doing the Willow show. Yeah. Like, it just it's something that I don't think a lot of people think they need. Now, the question is, how did Lab did they kill the Goblin King in Labyrinth? Uh, no, they did not. So does that mean we could have a chance of Tilda Swinton doing her Bowie thing? I don't know. I think even in that... That would respect, be so fucking cool. I think they might... I think it might... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if even that would be... Acceptable. It's like the whole... Yeah. How exactly do you do the Will Smith genie thing, right? It's, yeah. it's one of those things, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might have to go in either a completely different direction or just not. Which will be interesting. Like, how do you do Labyrinth? It's great to see Henson yeah. companies on board. Brian Henson's executive producing. Um, I haven't seen um, Maggie Levin's shows Into the Dark and My Valentine for Hulu. I don't know if they've come out yet, but I've heard they're yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. But she's the script writer. Yeah. Um, and, and this is just, it just seems like it's coming. It's such, it's really good news in a very yes, dark time to yeah. get more Labyrinth, especially with Henson Company involved because number one, we just saw the work that they did on the freaking Dark Crystal prequel, which, holy yeah. shit. Awesome. If it's awesome. even an eighth as good as that, holy shit. And two, Excellent. and two, even though people are on varying degrees of their acceptance of the Happy Time murders, despite, the, you know, what's lacking in the script or anything else, Brian Henson and his puppeteers were on full yeah, technical yeah, they, level they, with that damn did, movie. Yeah. And so to see the puppeteering being such an art form that still exists, yes, yes. Um, I can't wait to see more 
things existing in the world of Labyrinth. Like you said, maybe it just is something else in whatever world that Labyrinth was in. Maybe it's just something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're right. That's kind of like bringing the Joker back in, in a Chris Nolan Batman movie without Ledger. I well, guess that's kind of... I, I think that, like, so it would be one thing if the, the, if like Jer- if there was, like, a lot to Jareth's character other than... It was David Bowie. Yeah, it's the, the, the like the thing like like Jareth was 1980s David Bowie. It's it's just sort of like that. Now, that but past- but but tell me this. Yeah, if it was handled in say the Doctor Sleep way, where uh, okay, Jareth is not a main character in the film, but now again, Jack yeah. Nicholson is not dead, and right, Shelley yeah. Duvall is not dead, but she is pretty broken by the whole yeah. making of The Shining and everything else. So there's a level of care that needs to come when you hire other actors to evoke these people. Yeah, I'd need, I'd need to see the context in which they were doing it. And also, the fact of it is, un- unlike with that, let's see what his estate has to say about it. Exactly. You know, exactly. This is, yeah, like, this is like anything you do with the Beatles... Yeah. Yeah, let's, um, let's let's see what his family has to say about it. Let's see what people think about about that. You know, let's see what uh, is. You know, I'm frankly, I feel like also Jared's story is sort of over. I'd like, I'd, I'm more interested to see if they get Jer- Jennifer Connelly back. No, and and I think I think maybe maybe the like it's one of those things where obviously now people understand that people pay more attention to directors. Like yeah. Derrickson leaving is not like a. Like even even Gareth Edwards, who was only yeah. like a one big movie guy, you know, all yeah. of us knew monsters, you know what I mean? But like he did Godzilla. So like, oh shit, Gareth yeah. Edwards might have had problems with Disney, but they left his name on it. Phil Lord and Chris Miller with the solo thing, and then they drop out. It's like, oh wait, people are starting to pay attention to this. Like this is yeah. becoming more than just the geeks complaining about this stuff. So Scott Derrickson dropping out, you know. It's good to see that the blood seemed to remain good. I guess he's still on that as an executive producer, yes. whatever. But man, to fall into Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, this is very early, right? Exactly. But, um, exactly. It just makes me, I, I, I just did a podcast about Muppets for, mm. for another show. And this is coming right on the coattails. So, so with that, you know, yeah. have, have I, is there anything, on your brain, Bob, that's interesting that's been uh, happening? Not, not really. Things are a little on the slow side here. You covered pretty much everything that I would have mentioned. Cool. Um, well, yep. then I just wanted to say that we're recording this because this yep. is the episode that you will not see if you're not a patron until yep. we reach 100,000 downloads. Woo! Yes. Um, which is pretty fucking cool. I don't know. <laughs> to me, to me, that's awesome. really cool. Um, it's the 27th of May. And we are at 1150 downloads to go to hit a hundred thousand. Yeah. So it's on you guys who are now watching this after you let it happen. But you guys were the ones that got this episode out to you in a timely fashion. So the quicker we get to a hundred thousand, the quicker you get to see us yeah. or saw us. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's all I got, Bob. Um, well, thank you. And again, it's great to see you. Great to see you too. And um, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being a great uncle. I do what um, I can. Um, no, seriously. We, it, my daughter, <laughs> you're going to love this the next time you video chat with her. And I want people to hear this. She now takes the laptop and hides it and says, we're playing hide and seek with whoever's on the other end. And I have to go find them. Oh, okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> what kind of shape is the laptop in? Um, it's alive. <laughs> you gotta get a case for it get like a rubber case to put it in yes yes yeah. well remember we were moving on the we got her a, a leap pad which she loves too yeah. the, you know now that everything has this this was not an expected world exactly. with these video chats so yeah. we gotta find a way around that anyway bob thank you so much and yep. thank you for setting me off on this direction of weird creativity that i have now no problem bro um, cause you know, like I've always said, and this is me being real, you have always been the one that can talk in front of people without it outwardly. I mean, I know all of us have a level of nerves as anxiety, but my anxiety was crazy about doing anything in front of people. Cause I worry about what people think about me, um, a lot. And it actually not only 
gave me a lot more confidence in myself. This has actually helped me in my job and everything else, which is crazy to think, but it does. It helps me run meetings and be able to evoke authority about things. Um, but it gave me the ability to put out there that I like to sing. And that's where that virtual bar band thing came from. And me 10 years ago, wouldn't have even thought to do fucking karaoke, let alone put that out on the internet for all the you people to strangely accept so far. All right. I hope. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I got. So Bob, thank you. No and problem. thank you all for coming along with the tangent on the yeah. tangent with us and everything else I do. Um, and let's here's to a hundred thousand more, right? Okay. And join well, my Patreon, patreon.com slash the chippa. Hell yeah. All right. That's all I got. Bob, right. I'll talk to you later, dude. Talk to you later, man. Good night. Say, say good night to Sarah and the kids. I will. Bye. Bye.